0: Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show my special guest is going to tell us how we can start to live our happy. Uh, She has a new book that's out and I'm looking forward to getting into how we can increase the happiness levels in our life. Um, and to live a life of joy. But before I introduce my guest and get into that, I just want to remind you that if you are watching this show on Facebook Live, or if you're watching it later on our YouTube channel, don't forget that after you finish watching the show, just click the link below this video so you can take my 30-second quiz so we can figure out what's holding you back from success. So please let me introduce my special guest today, Maria Felipe. How are you, Maria?
1: <laughs> Good. I'm very happy. I'm happy to join with you, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Yippee. Yeah, I know it's like
0: so much energy this morning. I'm very happy. Um, I, I mean, I'm, we're two happy, happy gurus together. So this is going to be this going to be a very uh, interesting show. Uh, so what we might do to to begin with is just uh, help if you could give people just a bit of an idea of your background and your story because it involves things like uh, modeling and uh, wrestling. and and a whole bunch of, um, you've had quite the the experiential life, I would have to say.
1: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, I began my career as a model um, when I was about 16. And then I started to do TV hosting and I started to host national TV shows for um, big TV channels such as Univision and Telemundo. And then from there, um, I was the first Latin woman boxing announcer. So I would call fights in Las Vegas, you know, in the red corner, (laughs) weighing, that kind of stuff and I was also um, working for WWE for a long time, World Wrestling Entertainment. And then in 2009, um, I began to have a new calling after doing 18 years being in television and film here in um, Miami and Los Angeles. I had a new calling to become a spiritual teacher, motivational speaker, and now I'm an author. So it's interesting how I just had like this big, successful career in television and just ha- got called to have another purpose. So it's very interesting how life is sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to own a nightclub uh, on the oh, main, wow. and uh, I have done so many different other things. I worked in fitness and, and had property developments and coffee, like you you name it. I, I've I've tried it, uh, but then I also had the calling to to come into uh, this kind of industry as well. But you know, I I lo- what I love about this is this that this is many people's story right now. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, women and men, but, but a lot of women who either stepping out of a long-term marriage or, um, you know, their kids have gone to college or, you know, they've finished with a career. And it's like, well, now what is, what is my purpose? Like, what, what, what is my contribution? What can I do? Um, and so, it, you know, it seems that we're both uh, a great example of how, you know, the next chapter of life doesn't have to be, you know, a struggle. It can be something that's really amazing. So, so let's talk about the book. So Live Your Happy. So what does it mean to live your happy?
1: Well, living your happy means basically living a life of where you're not affected of what's happening outside of you. So basically, whatever could be going on in form, form would be the world. So be it um, in relationship or being with work or whatever is going on in your world, in your worldly experience, it it doesn't hinder your peace. That's what living happy is. It means that you are not affected by the outside world. Um, you're not a victim of the world that you see. Living happy means that you're completely responsible for your projections. But mainly, living happy is recognizing that your happiness is within you. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah so it's not, it's, not, um, it's not relying on things outside of us. It's, it actually comes from within. So are you saying that we should be happy all the time and, and never feel a negative emotion? yes
1: just <laughs> i'm like what <laughs> no well it's half true what i'm saying and i'll tell you what in truth and spirit of who we are in truth i um, connected to love you know connected to god source whatever word resonates with you you can be happy all the time i think that we've just been conditioned that we need to suffer um suffering is a condition it's not our inheritance it's not who we are in truth so I really feel that we could be happy all the time, just how we've learned to be fearful all the time, you know? So I feel that there has to be that opposite. That's what my book is doing. It's, it's helping to be able to change. Hey, you know what? Maybe this fear thing doesn't need to be forever. Maybe it could change. Maybe it could be the opposite of this. Um, but yes, in form, we do appear to suffer and it appears that we we do get sad, etc. cetera. But um, I think... W- within the sadness because i feel that spirituality is not brushing things under the rug i feel spirituality is really calling it out and being authentic i always say authenticity is sexy you know so i feel that it's important i talk about it in my book it's called feeling your feelings so one of the ways to really come back to your happy place is feeling your emotion and being like hey you know what i feel like crap right now i'm scared you know i'm nervous i'm i'm depressed you know and just really feel your feelings and within your feeling your feelings instead of denying them and pretending that you're happy, you are going to be happy because you're going to awaken within feeling the feeling yeah. instead of suppressing it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I agree. I think that it's important that we, you know, it's not like you're going to have a death in the family and then be happy. I mean, of course, you, you'll feel grief. You'll feel sad. And there'll be things that, that come up. I think that with this kind of work, what you're saying is that, Things that would the smaller things that would normally knock us off kilter don't do so anymore because we see them from a different perspective. But when we are feeling negative thoughts, so we feel them, we get them out because if we suppress them, they will manifest as some kind of dis-ease or something in the body, um, and then we'll have to deal with with at a, with a later at a later time. Now, uh, what what I've also noticed that with your book, it's kind of based on a course of miracles, and it, it's kind of like a practical application of that. Now, I don't know if all of our uh, community understand or, or have heard of that book. So tell us a little bit about that, you know, how that's that's applying to, to A Course of Miracles.
1: Yeah, my book is based on the Course of Miracles. Um, and not necessarily are people that are reading it now, course students, actually. They're trying they're understanding what is the Course of Miracles by reading it. Hmm. Um, the Course of Miracles, what it is and is how it relates to my book is that my book is bringing you back within. My book is helping you so that you can begin to... Understand the way your mind works. I feel that we don't know you wake up in the morning You go to have your coffee you brush your teeth you get on Facebook You know you start to do your stuff and you don't recognize that how your mind works the thought system that my book is talking about is two thought systems fear or love and Depending on your thoughts you're having fearful thoughts or loving thoughts and that's going to be the perception You're having and perceiving of the world so that's what the Course talks about. The Course talks about that there's two thought systems in your mind, Holy Spirit and ego. So, ego in the world, you've heard it in a different sense. In this case, in The Course of Miracles, ego is that part of your mind that's limited. It's that part of your mind that's fearful. It's that part of your mind that, that judges. It's a part of your mind that is always, I should have, I could have, I wish I would have done it better. It's always in the past or it's in the future. So, the Holy Spirit is very centered. The Holy Spirit's the voice of truth. The Holy Spirit is what brings you back to heaven, heaven here on earth, because the course talks about, and my book talks about, that heaven and hell is not somewhere you go to. It's actually right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Natalie, haven't you felt like you're in hell before? Because I sure have felt like I'm in hell, <laughs> so. <laughs> I know. i <Only> moments, yeah. <laughs> you, know, you just feel like, just so sad, or just so like, um, distraught, you know? You feel hellish. So, my book goes hand in hand with the course because it helps you to understand th- that this is a world of duality, it's a world of separation and fragmentation. So when you understand the way your mind works, you're able to discern between the voice of love and fear, and you start to perceive things differently. Now, what you were saying earlier about problems, like if somebody passes away, or or, or, or little problems, in the course, it would be every problem is the same in the sense of all problems stem from fear, and or, or sadness, or the opposite of love. So when, even if it's a death in the family or whatever big deals, I call actually those um, problems big deals in my book. It could be IRS problems. It could be divorce, death in the family. Those are big deals in my book. Yeah. You can perceive them through fear or love. And it's not like you're not gonna mourn if somebody passes, right? It's not like, I'm not saying, oh, you're gonna be happy that somebody passes. But you can change your perception of it and see it differently. And you can experience it and go beyond the sadness. If you perceive it with the Holy Spirit, it's going to be a different experience than when you perceive it with the ego. The ego would be more victim, like, oh, poor me, somebody died, versus when it could be more of an empowerment, like, okay, I love this person. I'm going to mourn this person, but I'm not a victim of this. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: I think uh, what you're you're saying is that, yes, it's important for us to feel the grief and the sadness, but not stay there.
1: Yes, or or mainly not be a victim of, of your outer circumstances. Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I mean, the thing is uh, we, when it comes to, 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 to feeling our emotions, it's exceptionally important. Um, and, uh, and I think that when we're looking at living our happy, like you said, it's, uh, and, and to me, I think it's a dance, you know, because the ego is really the humans part of us, you know, and for, and there's a lot of great things about it. And there's some things like the programming and the, you know, the past, behaviors and everything that that come with it as well Um, but when we can connect to the divine within us um, then we have this beautiful dance where we're getting the insight and the inspiration from the divine as to so that we can have this incredible human
1: experience is that what you agree with Yes, absolutely. I love that you call it the divine. You know, um, I I love it because everybody calls it different. Like in my book, I call it the Holy Spirit, but people can say inner wisdom, your best friend. You know, the the divine. I love that. I'm going to start using that, Natalie. (laughs) I love it. The divine. What a beautiful word. Because I feel that the the Holy Spirit in us is so divine. You know, it's so bright. It's so it's so beautiful. Um, But yes, my book is bringing you back to that internal voice. But the the key to my book really, I think, Natalie, that distinguish it, that's different from other books is because I suffer so much with self-help books. I suffer so much like just watching Oprah or watching all kinds of shows or workshops. I was like in self-help desperation. You know, I was just, it was, I'm sure a lot of people could relate to that. Um, so I, I wanted my book to really call you and not to your head, not to your intellect. I wanted the book to speak to your heart and inspire you to live your happy it's called live your happy right so it's it's live so live means live it so let's stop you know you know the kumbaya and the i am love and i am light and pretending versus like come on let's go live this shit you know let's go let's go practices to max capacity with your relationship with yourself and others. And that's like the biggest message in the book because we've all heard, we've all heard that happiness comes from within you. We've all known about intuition. We've all heard about God, about love and all these concepts. And I have that in my book. But what I'm trying to do is motivate people to get out of this thing of like, not really living the principles of whatever you're studying. It could be Buddhism, it could be yoga, whatever it is, to really integrate these teachings in your life and live them at max capacity without compromise, even if you don't want to. Yeah. Let's let's say that you don't want to forgive. You know, forgive because it's going to be helpful if you forgive, right? And even if you don't want to to do the work. Yeah. So uh forgiveness is a really good
0: subject as well because I do believe that for us to free ourselves to be able to live in happiness and joy, um that we need to be free of the things that are holding us down and and um forgiveness is one of those things. So how do you forgive someone? Like let's it, you know if someone's really done a bad thing to you, how do you how do you go through that process of forgiveness?
1: Natalie, this is a great question. I have a chapter in my book. It's called "You're Now Ready to Practice the F Word," mm-hmm. and it's not that F word. It's the forgiveness word. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of my chapters in my book. It's the whole chapter is dedicated to forgiveness. Now, the funny thing is that forgiveness is completely completely radical in my book, and it's completely radical in the Course in Miracles as well. If the true forgiveness of the world, the world has taught you that forgiveness is. You forgive somebody for what they did, right? You forgive somebody because you believe they did something to you. So you need to be the better person. So you need to forgive them, right? right. In my book and in The Course in Miracles, you forgive the person for what they didn't do. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> okay. I know, I know. That's what when I first heard this 20 years ago, I was like, uh what? <laughs> what do you mean they didn't do it to me? So forgiveness in my book is is a different it's a radical forgiveness. It's basically you take responsibility so in the forgiveness practice is basically you take responsibility for what for your perception the way you're gonna see it right you take responsibility the second thing is that the course would say that everything is a for, is love or a call for love period there isn't anything else love or a call for love so in truth that person hasn't done anything to you in the truth in the divine right in truth in the separated stuff, when it's an ego, it does it does do stuff, but that's not our inherent truth. So you forgive the person for what in reality they didn't do because at that time they were insane and they forgot who they are. And haven't you done that? You know, so I'm talking in general to everyone, right? So how could you go and judge that person or get upset about that person because they're in their ego and you have also been in your ego? So why don't you love them? You know, so the second step is really forgiving them for what they didn't do because that person forgot who they are, which you have done as well. And the third step is giving it over to the divine, I like this word, to the divine, to have a change of perception, to have the miracle, to see it differently. And then that's when the miracle happens and you forgive. So the Course of Miracles says, um, forgiveness is remembering the love you gave and the love you received in the past. All else is an illusion. Because the Course says only love is real, all else is an illusion. So that's such a powerful forgiveness practice versus forgiving the person for what you think they did and making it even more strong and even making it more limited. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause you're giving it more energy. That's something so bad, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know uh, when my 18 year marriage ended, you know, the first question they asked, well, what was my contribution to this? You know, how, how did we get to this plan and how, what was my role in this? So that uh, it helped me understand what happened and understood what, you know how i contributed to it i took responsibility for my part in it but it also helped me like i didn't need to forgive glenn because i'm like well of course you know when i when my actions are this your actions are this and your actions are this. And, you, and so you get to like emotionally detach for a moment and have a look and see what, what actually went on and go, oh, I see what, so there is nothing to forgive. This was uh, this was obviously what was going to happen as a consequence of the actions that we took or the actions that we didn't take.
1: So... Um, so I, like, I love that example, Natalie. Yes, that's, that's pretty much it. You know what? I, I like the practical examples because I feel that people could relate more. And that's why in my book, I show, share very personal stories. My personal stories are... My clients' personal stories, so people get the message. I feel it's so much easier to understand. But this forgiveness is so empowering because you can't be a victim of it. You know, you're completely empowered. I think that that's just so beautiful. You know, I think it's a whole new way of living. And it's like, I feel it's the key to happiness, really.
0: Absolutely. And the thing is, as long as you keep blaming somebody else, you'll stay in it. You, you lose all power to do anything about it because it's someone outside of you, it's their fault. And so nothing can be done. But when you take responsibility, then you have the power to change the way you feel, the way you look, the story you tell about it, everything. Um, and that's when you, you know, that's when you get to step out of that, out of whatever pain it is that you're feeling from that that situation and be able to, you know, to live a life of happiness, which is what we're talking about today. Um, Maria, we have we have run out of time. <laughs> and we and you and I could talk for ages on this subject. This is fantastic. Um, so if people want to connect with you or get their hands on the book, where can we send them to do that?
1: My website, um, MariaFelipe.org. So that's MariaFelipeAltogetherOut.org. Um, the the book, if you just um, put "Live Your Happy" on Amazon or Barnes, Barnes and Nobles, it's available online. Um, right now, there's I think it's a di- discounted right now at the moment. And also, um, you can uh, look me up on YouTube. It's uh, Maria Coconut TV, and there I have over two hundred videos on um, on happiness, really, on how to get your happy on. Right. I'm just so grateful to be here, Natalie. Thank you. <laughs>
0: It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Now, guys, um, I encourage you to click on the banner or the link that we have here so you can go through to Maria's uh, uh, website. Um, Get your hands on the book and start living your happy now. Like, Don't wait. Now is the time to get it done. (laughs) Yes get uh, when the show is over. If you're watching this on Facebook Live or later on our YouTube channel that you click the link below so you can take the 30 second quiz so we can figure out what's blocking you from success. And if you're watching this on mymovies.com, just leave your email so we can send you the manifesting with a master's video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon.